Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope everybody had a really good day today. Market certainly did. Boy, talk about a tale of two seasons. Well, you've got a completely different setup now that we had just a week ago. Uh, I know we have a lot of regulars here, so just give me a second to walk down memory lane here because you know this is uh, kind of maybe give you an insight into how we and how we uh, how we invest and maybe how you might want to invest too. I know a lot of you, of course, are are clients and members of ours here, but remember, three four weeks ago now we started taking profits. We told you that here VRA, of course, you already knew that we took profits in several positions. Simply because the markets hit extreme overbought. That's when bad things happen. It just is when bad things happen. Now, if you're a long, long-term investor, like Warren Buffett, then you just don't care. You just don't care, right? And that's great, too. We take a little bit, not a short-term trading approach, but a, a more aggressive trading approach than just buy and hold. So we'll, we're typically in and out of the markets four times a year, three times a year. And we do it at extremes. And so that's what happened. Three weeks ago, we hit extremes in the VR investing system. Extreme overbought. And then, um, you know, uh, we, we, uh, we, we went to cash on a lot of, again, a lot of positions. So what happened then? We all know what happened, right? Here came all the, the Fed tapering, which is really the main culprit. It was the Fed tapering, wasn't it? It was certainly never this, uh, this new variant. Because let me ask you a question, people. How big... Of a, of a dunce, I mean, just an absolute Jethro Bodine, do you have to be to have not already figured out that every virus mutates and every mutation is weaker than the strain before it? Of course, that's how they work. Um, and <laughs> we've known that for a long time. So it was never Omicron or whatever they call this thing. Uh, it's, it's incredibly weak. And that's just how that's going to continue to happen. But they can't let it die. They got to keep the control going. Got to keep the the force the, the mandates going. What's happening overseas? My God, have they has has have, has Germany completely forgotten their history of of less than a hundred years ago? Wow, you just can't believe these things are happening there. But they are. We just got to make sure they don't happen here, which is why we talk about it all the time. It's why you talk to people about it all the time because we're just not going to let that happen in America. Certainly not in red states. Now, if you live in a blue state. Move. I don't know how to tell you, except really, I mean, you're running out of options here with these idiots in uh, in New York and California. And I know, you know, you hate to you hate to leave the fight. You don't want to give up the battle, right? You want to win the war, uh, but at some point, you know, you have to say it's over. These states are done. They are toast. And unfortunately, that does appear to be the case. And I certainly, at least, in, I'd say California, certainly New York, uh, probably, you know, like Illinois. I mean, I just don't know. Once once communists take over. It, it's pretty much over. Anyway, that's I'm getting off topic. What I really wanted to talk about today is because so now the bottom's in place. Big move higher today. And I, I got to take you back. To, we didn't talk about this a couple days ago when it happened. This started on Friday. I didn't talk about it at the time. But now I have to talk about this. Jim Cramer, who, you know, we try not to talk about Jim Cramer much here because, I mean, what's the point? It really, what is the point? He's, I don't know. Somebody sent me the, 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 the data on this uh, a couple weeks ago. I, I've got it here somewhere. I don't know that he's beaten the market more than a couple times in 20 years. And that's really how bad his performance is. He's an entertainer, but he pretends to be this, this savant, this guru that beats the markets all the time. And I'm not saying he's not a smart guy. He's an incredibly smart guy, okay? He's very hardworking. He seems to be a pleasant enough guy. But something's changed. And I noticed it. A lot of people noticed it a couple years ago when he seemed to go globalist. 
if the globalist believed in something, then he backed it. And that was a change a lot of us noticed. He did it with uh, a lot of the uh, the climate change uh, hoax uh, nonsense, right? And that's kind of where I, we noticed it with him. But on Friday, this was pretty remarkable. At midday on Friday, Kramer came out, and I've got the exact quote here. He said, it's too soon to buy. This Omicron, uh, Omicron variant really worries me. And then later he went on to say, you may have seen his tweets about this in, 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 his, in his on-air rant, that the government should use the military to vaccinate everybody. To, military should be on the streets vaccinating everyone, and it should be mandatory. So forced vaccinations by the military throughout America. Jim Cramer says this. Why do I bring it up today? Well, first of all, he's obviously Hitler. I mean, this is this is the kind of thing that someone says that you know, had he been in Nazi Germany, this guy would have been, he would have been part of the Third Reich. Jim Cramer would have been their best buddy. Whatever they needed done, he'd be out there doing a soft shoe routine, and he'd be making sure that he, he got as many people signed up for the slaughterhouse as possible. That's Jim Cramer. He's a tyrant, and, uh, and he's got to be called out for it. What he's talking about is complete insanity. Uh, but but here's here's where it applies to the markets, and this is this is this is where where we get to to really laugh at him. Midday on Friday, again he said it's too soon to buy. The Dow has now rallied since he said this. It it, it almost began to rally at the at the very second. This is not a joke. At the very second that Jim Cramer said it, I saw him say it. The market began to rally, and the Dow Jones, as of the close today has now rallied 1,400 points in two and a half days from the, almost the exact second that Kramer said it's too soon to buy. And then he went on to worry about Omicron. And obviously the guy, he's got to be part of this. He's, he's not that dumb. Uh, but I just find that comical. You know, and now, you know, today people have told me that, oh, no, he's acting like he called the bottom. I mean, the guy, you just, there are certain people you just know they're lying. And this has now become who Jim Cramer is. Just a heads up. Um, you know, if you want to watch his show to be entertained or, or, or to, to learn. But the problem with that is you don't know when you're learning versus when you're being propagandized. I can't watch people like that. That's just my view. And, and we've got a smart audience here. So uh, hopefully that's why you're here with us because we're going to tell you straight up what the deal is. Uh, I'm from East Texas, you know, uh, home to farmers, home to country folk, home to, home to rednecks. But we also have pretty good bullshit detectors. We're kind of born with that in East Texas, you know. And uh, mine started going off a long time, as yours did, I'm sure, uh, of course, about, about coronavirus insanity. And we've uh, we got their playbook. We've been talking about their playbook for a long time now. And every time there's a sell-off because of a new variant, what do we have to do? I wish you were all here right now because I know what you'd be saying. On three, buy the dip. Buy the dip. Because that's the only chance we've had to buy these stocks cheap in this bull market. Uh, it's on coronavirus insanity-related sell-offs. This one's now over. The lows are in place. And we'll uh, leave it to the perma bears and the Jim Cramers of the world to come in and chase stocks higher. Uh, because we've been adding to positions over the last week. We're ready to go here. We think it's going to be a sharp rally into year-end and in uh, uh, first quarter. The lows are in place. We're, we're picking our spots to even add further positions uh, to our positions that we've been added to here. Just so you know, straight up. Tyler covered it yesterday. 
This is how we're positioned. This is how we've uh, we've been waiting for a pullback. We got it, and now we're adding. Uh, I might even, you know, I, I tell you what, we love energy. Love energy stocks here. Uh, we've added aggressively to those over the last week. Love small caps here. They got destroyed down 10%. Giving you a couple ideas here to work off of. Uh, small caps just went through a 10% correction. Happened like that, you know. And um, a lot of people got slaughtered in that. And they got shaken out. That's what the great thing about these shakeouts. They happen so fast, and then they're over. I think I'd rather have that. Rip that Band-Aid off. Let's, let's go. Uh, especially if I'm in cash when it happens. It makes it a little bit easier. Uh, all right, let's talk about the markets here. Got a lot of uh, things to tell you today uh, that, that tell you, I, I believe, very clearly that we just had a panic-related sell-off and that it's over. The Santa Claus rally is on. And it's going to continue in the first quarter based on our work. Dow Jones today finished off the highs of the day, but not by a whole lot, really. Almost up 500 points, up 492. I think at one point we were up close to 700. A Dow Jones closing up 492 at 35,719. That's 1.4%. Uh, our leader on the day, boom, man, big move higher. NASDAQ up 461 points. That's over 3% at 15,686. That, you know what? NASDAQ carnage. Right? NASDAQ carnage. Uh, remember Michael Burry of the Big Short? Michael Burry has been destroyed. All, I mean, the guy's worth a lot of money, of course. So I'm not picking on somebody that's had more success than I've had. But Michael Burry has been destroyed this year because he was so heavy in puts. He covered his put positions. He sold all his put positions, got out of his short positions three days before, uh, before the market started to get hit. And so he's, he, 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 he missed out entirely. On well, he was right. We were going to have a big sell-off. He missed it. Uh, of course, you know we know uh, we know we know the Kramers of the world. But uh, look at Kathy Wood of Arc. You know, I mean, brutal brutal sell-off. Portfolio down over forty percent, even with Tesla being her biggest position, and that's up over ninety percent this year. Imagine what Kathy Wood and Arc, the Arc ETF, her flagship fund. Imagine what that would be down. Did they had they not owned Tesla? Seventy, eighty percent losses. Uh, but the average loss in NASDAQ, and this is brutal, absolute brutality. It happened so quick, too. Um, the average loss in NASDAQ was, again, over, uh, over uh, almost 40% of all NASDAQ stocks. It's like 36% of all NASDAQ stocks dropped more than 50% in price. That's brutal. That's carnage, right? So that's why you see this big move higher today. And, uh, you know, look, the, the, the internals for NASDAQ have been just absolutely hideous. So we got a little more work to do there because I hate buying these big 3% days. Uh, we might have a little backing and filling in NASDAQ, kind of think we will. But that's when you look for your buying opportunities. That, that, and that's what we're going to be doing here. Tyler reminded me before the podcast, semiconductors today, the SOX index hit an all-time high today. Semi's up big today. Wow, they, they were just hit. NVIDIA was just down 17%. And then boom, right, right back here we come. Uh, so again, these shakeouts tend to be tend to be very short and sweet, especially in this bull market. Remember, we're in year t- year two of not just a new new bull, new bull market, but a new economic expansion. These tend to last more than five years on average, and this one's driven by what is it now? Thirty five, thirty seven trillion dollars in global liquidity. We got what nine trillion in the U.S. alone. Uh, the money's got to go somewhere, folks, and it's just going to keep coming. Uh, the way these, uh, by the way, the way these stimulus bills are structured, you know, they, they don't all hit right away. They're staggered. So if they did one thing right, I think that's what they did right. These funds are staggered to be released in the economy. Of course, it allows uh, you know the permanent ruling class to control things. But from the point of view of the markets and the economy, 
that's how you sustain uh, uh, an economic revival. And, and that I, I'll, I'll give them credit for, for the structure of these bailout stimulus bailouts and, and QA, QE they're doing. As far as QE, look, I'm going to tell you something. This, this Friday, everybody's talking about uh, next week, of course, the Fed meets. This Friday, we're going to get some inflationary data. And I'm going to go out on a limb now. I think it's a very, I think it's a huge limb that is almost no risk of breaking on me. And I'm going to say that the inflation data coming out on Friday is going to be weak. Like, everybody's going to go, okay, that's over. That's, a, that's it. Well, why were we worried about inflation? I'm going to write this up tomorrow. But I wanted to put it on record here today on Tuesday in advance of Friday. And here's why I say that. If you've been listening to these uh, talking heads at the Fed, okay, they, their favorite thing to do is to go around on TV and radio and, and get in front of cameras and, you know, show off how pretty they are. I mean, they're, they're the new masters of the universe, of course. They run everything, uh, our cartel, our banking cartel, and central banks, uh, of course, they're part of it. But um, all they've been talking about is speeding up the taper process. It's not fast enough. We said six months. No, we should do it. We're going to speed it up. We're going to speed it up. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, we'll see what they say after Friday and the Fed meeting next week. Because if the inflationary data begins to soften as it's going to, I'm telling you straight up, all of a sudden they're going to go, you know what? We don't actually have to speed up the taper. How about that? How about that? Now, whether or not inflation really drops or not is, is probably a, a completely different story because, you know, you just can't trust this data. But I'm telling you, this is the setup they've got in place here. It's another big reason for this move higher because they're not going to speed up the taper. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they will not speed up this taper. I don't even think they'll continue. I don't even think they'll make it through six months doing it. I don't. Have, and as far as rate increases, forget about next year. I, again, I, I know I, I'm the only person saying this really, uh, but I wouldn't be coming across this strong and making these kind of definitive statements unless I felt pretty, pretty confident about my view. Uh, and by the way, there's a reason that economists don't speak as plainly and clearly as Tyler and I do, because they're all in the Fed's payroll. I, we're not. We we haven't been we haven't been offered that gift. And the way that I speak about the Fed, that 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 gift to offer is never going to happen. That I can assure you. Uh, we'd say no to it anyway, frankly, because you know what? It, it, we like being honest. We like reporting what we actually see instead of being controlled by the banking cartel. Um, so yeah. This market set up for a nice Christmas uh, Santa Claus rally into year end. And I've told you some of the sectors we like. Uh, but the, I also told you I'd tell you some of the classic signs that, that, that tell you panic just happened. Panic selling. And it did. We talked about this like each day we had a different piece, right? One of my favorites is the sentiment indexes. We love the fear and greed index. And I don't see many people talk about this. I, don't, I really don't know why, to tell you the truth. It's got seven screens inside of it, maybe because it's a CNN product. That's, that's a pretty good reason, by the way. But, uh, but it's got seven screens inside of it. And uh, we, we love it for extremes, right? 87 is where it got just over three weeks ago. 87, that's extreme greed. That's when we were selling. Guess what it hit on Friday? 18. 87 to 18. We've covered it here. But again, that's the kind of thing that says, boom, that's a bottom in place because you don't get that kind of a swing in sentiment at a, at a significant market top. This only occurs when the markets are, are, are at a, an important buying juncture uh, based on purely on sentiment readings. We also had the trend, the arms index, had out of two out of three days, had readings over two. Any reading over two in the arms index or the trend again, 
that's the sign of panic selling. It's a, it's a mathematic calculation using volume and advanced decline, which I won't try to explain here. Uh, but anyway, anything over two is panic selling, had that two out of three days. Also, Friday, put, put buying volume on Friday hit an all-time high. Not a one-year high, not an all-time high. People were buying the shit out of puts on Friday. Again, it happened again today. Believe it or not, it happened today. Um, uh, so, you know, again, Russ 2000, they had a big move higher. I didn't say that earlier. SP of 100 up 2%. I'm, I'm saying that to get to this. Check this out. For the entire day today, for the entire day, and I said a minute ago, I told you NASDAQ got destroyed, right? That's the other panic uh, indicator we saw. But look at today what happened. For the entire day today, this is with the, the Dow Jones up over 500 points almost the entire day. NASDAQ up 3% almost the entire day. The book call ratio today was above 90, 0.90 for the entire day. Opened at 0.99, closed at 0.95. These are not readings. These are not readings that should be occurring with the market up this sharply. That is a contrarian that's extremely bullish. It's extremely bullish. Tells me this move higher is going to continue. I think a lot of people, again, got short. A lot of people on the wrong side of this market. Now they got to cover the shorts. That's what we're seeing, a short cover and rally. Uh, but now they got to go long because now it's, it, again, here comes the Santa Claus rally, right? Uh, a little trepidation about next week about the Fed. Uh, we'll cover that next week. I think, it, uh, I think it's much ado about nothing uh, because, again, this taper is not going to be uh, sped up. It's just not. Also today, internals were very good today. Very, very good. Uh, cover them quickly. Four to one. Advanced decline, four to one advanced decline for both uh, a NASDAQ, NYSE, uh, volume, check this one out, 83% up volume uh, for NYSE at the open this morning. Actually, for the couple of hours, it was like 91, 92%, still 83%, very good, we'll take that. NASDAQ, four to one volume uh, positive. Remember yesterday, at, at the close, we had another day with more than 600, yesterday was, I think, over 700 stocks hitting new 52E close. And today is 67. <laughs> so uh, we're seeing that ship get righted as well. That's over. The carnage in NASDAQ is over. I do think we'll have some backing and filling there. Uh, but uh, that carnage is over in NASDAQ. It certainly looks to be anyway. Uh, in our sector watch today, uh, oh, what else? Did, oh, Tyler gave me a couple notes here. Uh, housing. Housing stocks today, I think he said, uh, I didn't, Lennar and maybe Toll Brothers, I think he said, both hit all-time highs today. HGX hit its highest level, I think he said, since May. Uh, it's been a long time. And that's really, again, housing leads, right? That's our most important. That's our leading economic indicator in the VR investing system. So it's really good to see. And again, the SOX today, SOX index, semiconductor index, hit an all-time high. Again, that's, that's, that's leadership, right? Semis lead, NASDAQ, NASDAQ leads the broad market. Uh, in our uh, sector watch today, Again, uh, uh, very, nothing, but, nothing but green here. All 11 SP 100 sectors closed higher on the day, led by, there you go, tech up 3.5%. Woo! That's a big day for tech. Consumer discretionary up 2.3%. Energy up 2.3%. Again, we are green across the board there as well. Um, and our commodity watch, uh, boy, imagine that. Gold's at 1785 huh? Up $5 an ounce. Uh, it's just flatlining silver up 26 cents announced at 2252 copper unchanged at 4 434 a pound i really like copper and silver here uh oil today uh a big day for oil up over three percent 
of $2.24 a barrel at $71.73. XLE, again, one of our favorite sectors is the energy stocks. XLE had a really good day today as well. And the chart just looks phenomenal on it. A lot of room to run there. Finally, for the day, a Bitcoin, which dropped below its 200-day moving average, hit extreme oversold on the VR investing system. You know what? It's uh, I've been bearish on Bitcoin for some time. It might be decent for a trade here. I just don't like it. Although the charts, the charts say buy it. I'll, I'll leave it with that. Bitcoin today up 750 at 50,818. Folks, as always, appreciate you listening. Hope you had a good day and even better night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.